Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. Here it goes again. You're reviewing all the reports that your team has composed over the whole week, right before the big presentation tomorrow. You assume that the tasks were outlined clearly, and therefore you neglect to inspect the progress along the way. To your surprise, your final projection is way off, and you don't know which part of the report led to the miscalculation. You ask yourself, "How did this happen?" I thought I made my points very clear. Where did it go wrong? Who is responsible for this mess? Why did I always assume everything is fine until it's too late? Welcome to episode fifty-one. How to say no to assumptions? Guide to avoid and overcome assumptions to succeed at work. First, I want to give a shout out to all the fans and friends. Of our podcast for all the kind wishes and encouragement for our one-year anniversary last week. I thank you for supporting us throughout this whole journey, and wish to have you by our side as we're marching toward a new milestone, our second year. Now, with that being said, I also would like to take this chance to congratulate Los Angeles Dodgers for winning the World Series after a drought of 32 years. It has been an incredible run during the most uncommon season. This is also the first time in 32 years that Lakers and Dodgers both won their championships within the same month. Definitely a fantastic news to a city that desperately needs some right now. As you may know from all the news outlets, that California is going through some of the worst fire in modern history, including my own family, along with thousands of other families, have been asked to evacuate, and many of them have lost their homes. After their jobs have been impacted by the COVID, many first responders, firefighters, have begun working nonstop day after day. You can help these brave men and women, along with those who have lost their homes, families, and livelihood, by visiting California Fire Foundations listed in the show note. A simple donation may not be a big deal for you, but I assure you that your support means the whole world for those who are suffering right now and in need of rebuild. If you can donate, 
please share your information with Social Circle so it will really help. With that being said, at Light Plus Up, we're always looking for ways to highlight organizations that support the communities. If you want to give a shout out to certain group that bring tremendous value and support to the communities, please email or DM me. I would love to raise the awareness for them. Now, before we start, I'd like to kick off with some positive and inspiring news. Today, our first news is brought to you by the Good News Network, written by Judy Cole. The headline is, This fifth grader is racing to get 100,000 meals to people in need before Thanksgiving. There's no arguing that coronavirus pandemic has left the world reeling but it's also taught us some invaluable lessons about the nature of perseverance, the courage of conviction, and the gift of compassion. Now, more than ever, people young and old are being inspired to make positive difference in their communities, and few are more dedicated to giving back than North Texas fifth grader Oren Jean. This small but mighty public champion is on a mission. His goal? donating 100,000 meals to those in need by Thanksgiving. I'm asking everyone to join me in the race to kindness, Jing told CNN. This has been a rough year for everybody, and now it's more important than ever to show support and love anyone who needs it. Right now, people living everywhere from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Dallas, Texas can go to a drop-off point and donate a packed meal containing a bottle of water, piece of fruit, a tuna pouch, or applesauce cup, or even a granola bar, and of course, a positive message. The food drive isn't Jean's first philanthropic venture. Last summer, he took his first place in the Think Kindness National Speech Contest. The question he noted in his winning entry is how can kindness change a nation? The Shalom Ridge Elementary School's answer spoke to a simple human truth that struck a sympathetic core in the hearts of the judges. The difficult situation impacting our world has shown us that kindness is more important now than ever, he said. We've heard about the families hurting from this pandemic, the communities suffering injustice, and the people being over virtual learning. We could really use a big hug right now. And that's just it. Kindness is like spreading hugs around the world to those who need it and those who might not even know they need it. The act could be something small, but in the end, make a big difference to the people receiving it. Jin used the $500 first prize award to organize a follow-up project, the Race to 500 Toys Drive. After collecting hundreds of donations, the toys were distributed to grateful hospitalized kids in the Dallas area, but that was only the beginning. For his current humanitarian outing, Jing has injected it's better to give than to receive philosophy with some true everything's bigger in Texas attitude. So far, he collected over 4,000 meal donations in the race to 100,000 meals. Jing has taken on mental of role model with equal favor, turning on his 1,000-watt positive energy. He's putting out a call to welcome everyone who wants to become part of his personal crusade to spread compassion around the world, hoping they will join him in the race of kindness. And here at Life Plus Up, we thank you, Jing, for your amazing act and the biggest heart. 
you are an inspiration for all of us, especially during this unusual time. Now, for any listeners out there, if you want to support Jing by joining in his race, please use the link listed in the description. Now, with that momentum, let's go ahead and go to our second news, which is brought to you by CNN The Good Stuff, written by Ella Elazar. The headline is, A family that raised $2 million for their baby's life-saving medical treatment has received it for free. A Canadian family that spent months frantically raising millions of dollars for one-time gene therapy treatment to save their daughter's life has received the treatment for free. Lucy Van Dormal, now seven-month-old, was born with a spinal muscular atrophy, a genetic disease that caused infants' muscles to waste away, potentially killing them before age two. After her family raised near $2 million to pay for the potential life-saving treatment administered as one-time infusion into a vein, Lucy was randomly selected by a drug company, Norvitis Gene Therapies, to receive the treatment for free through its managed access program. We are totally shocked. We didn't expect this outcome but we're just so happy because our single goal was providing the treatment to Lucy. Laura Van Dormel, Lucy's mom, told CNN. This has been a traumatic experience, having to fight for treatment and put our life out there to find it. So this is really a relief. SMA is an inherited disorder stemming from a defective gene that leads to the death of a nerve cell responsible for moving the muscles that allow people to walk, talk, breathe, and swallow, according to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Lucy has type 1 SMA, the most aggressive and severe form of the disease, which leaves her nearly unable to crawl, swallow, or even breathe. Lucy's only chance of surviving past her second birthday was Zongjin's ma, one of the only approved treatment for SMA. We notice an immediate difference. The biggest changes are her head control. Really quickly after the treatment, she was able to hold her head up, which is something she's never done before. She can sit with some support and hopefully one day she will crawl, Van Dormel said. Maybe one day she will even walk. That's really an optimistic dream. I know, but we like to have high expectations and we don't want to hold her back. The gene therapy treatment, which comes with hefty price tag of $2.125 million, alters the patient's biology, but it's still not a guaranteed cure. Zonjinsma replaces a working copy of the defective gene into those nerve cells before they die and symptoms develop. The treatment is available in the U.S. and other countries, but is not yet approved in Canada. However, British Columbia Children's Hospital was able to provide Lucy with treatment, Van Dormel said. In 2020, Norvitis launched a managed access program to provide 100 eligible patients with SMA under the age of two in countries where Zogensma is not approved. While we aren't providing specific numbers at this time, we can confirm that already the program has enabled children across Asia, Australia, Europe, and North America, including Canada, to receive treatment who may not have otherwise had access to the therapy, 
a Novartis Gene Therapies Company spokesperson told CNN. On April 1st, 2020, at 7:35 p.m., Lucy was born at a hospital in Vancouver, weighing seven pounds and 13 ounces, with a big, bright blue eyes. Right away, she took to sucking her thumb. She was perfectly healthy baby until two weeks later, when Lucy's parents began to notice her struggling to breathe and move her arms. When she was no longer able to bring her thumb to her mouth, they knew something was very wrong. When we first took her home, we were in newborn bliss, just absolutely in love with her. She was just a great baby, Van Dormel said. But we started to realize her movement was declining. She had trouble breathing and eating, and when she was five weeks old, she was diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy. Since SMA results in severe respiratory issues, Lucy sleeps hooked to a BiPAP machine, a non-invasive ventilator, to help her breathe. Her family also uses an oximeter to monitor her pulse and blood oxygen level. Because Lucy has lost the ability to feed on her own through her mouth, she has also undergone surgery to receive gastrostomy tube. While every child responds differently to zoogenesma, there is a chance Lucy will be able to outgrow the gastrostomy tube. She may also be able to hit other critical milestones like sitting, rolling, crawling, and maybe one day even walking. It might also strengthen her breathing and swallowing muscles, which will have the biggest impact on her quality of life. Now that we got the treatment, we can focus on her recovery and her progress and enjoying her as a baby. But we also have to face the grief we are feeling from the diagnosis and the process. What our new lives looks like, Van Dormel said. These are all healthy things that needed to happen. So we definitely feel so much more hopeful. About our future, the money raised through the family's GoFundMe has been donated to other babies with SMA who needed Zolgensma, as well as few charities. With the rest of the funds going toward Lucy's future's medical needs, so here at Life Plus Up, we sure hope Lucy, you will recover soon, and the bright future is waiting for you. Now let's take a short break and hear what our sponsor has to say before we jump into our main segment. Welcome back. Now let's start off our segment with a quote from Isaac Ashmore: "Your assumptions are your windows on the world. Scrub them off every once in a while, or the light won't come in." Let me ask you all: What is assumption? Some people claim it is an educated guess based on past experiences and beliefs. Others argue that is a view that resulted from stereotyping and wishful thinking. According to the Webster Dictionary, the assumption is the act of laying claim or taking possessions of something. In my opinion, the idea of assumption is best described by Brian Davis, a world-renowned American author. He said, "Assumptions are unopened windows that foolish birds fly into." And their broken bodies are evidence gathered too late. People make assumptions and perceive them as facts based on their perspectives and belief. All of us have experienced the negative consequences of our lives and careers due to the assumptions made. Some consequences might be remedied, 
while others may never be resolved or forgotten. Over my year as a life coach, I have seen many individuals who accomplish great success because they choose to avoid negative assumptions. I have also encountered many who fail because they weren't able to reach their goals due to their assumptions resulted from their beliefs. To succeed at work, one has to understand the negative consequences of assumptions and know how to avoid or overcome them to reach the full potential. Let's talk about consequences of assumptions. Jerry Balsam once said, Never assume, because when you assume, you make an ass of you and me. And that's how you spell it word. Recently, the U.S. Sun shared a story about the consequences of assumptions in its worst kind. In 2016, a famous antique roadshow expert and glass specialist, N.T. McConnell, was presented with the cork blackened glass bottle dated over 150 years. The owner of the bottle, John, found this mystery bottle buried deep in his house and wondered if he found a treasure wine. Judging from the shape of the bottle and the cork, Andy McConnell assumed the mystery bottle must be a wine of some sort. To further prove his assumption, he used a syringe to draw some thick brown liquid into a glass, and he then drank the liquid and concluded that it must be a wine or pour due to the color and the rusty taste. Time forward to 2019. The bottle was X-rated, poor as part of the university study. To Andy's surprise, the mystery bottle was not wine of any sort, but a witch bottle, which is filled with human remains, brass pens, and urine. Andy McConnell, a glass specialist and antique expert, made an assumption based on what he knew and believed instead of considering other possibilities. Now, the result was tremendously damaged to his reputation and likely never forgotten. Sure, not every assumption end up like drinking human urine while thinking it was wine, but if we look around, we can see the negative impacts due to assumption, such as the recent civil unrest due to police officer made assumptions and led to tragedies, right? How about the assumptions that young people are immune to COVID-19 and led to so many tragedies and families falling apart? Better yet, how about qualified talent got denied on leadership role because the CEO assumed that there are not enough talents to hire from within a minority group? On September, CNN broke the news of a memo sent by Charlie Scarf the CEO of Wells Fargo, to the employees of one of the largest banks in the country. This memo was sent in June after the start of protests against systematic racism. He sent the memo to respond to critics that company is not doing enough to support minority groups by creating a more diversified leadership team. Instead of proposing improvements and commit to making a more diverse leadership team, he replied, while it may sound like an excuse, the unfortunate reality is that there is minimum pool of black talent to recruit. Now let me ask, did he research the talent pool of minority groups before the statement? Or he was making an assumption based on his belief? 
Remember, this is the CEO of Wells Fargo, a bank that consists over 72 million customers from diverse backgrounds. If the CEO believes that there are limited minority talents to hire from, how does a company create solution and product that reflects and suitable for its customers? These are examples of how assumptions not only minimizing success, but further destroying careers for all parties involved. So, how does one identify and avoid making assumptions at work? Like Robin S. Sharma have once said, Remember, we see the world not as it is, but as we are. Most of us see through the eyes of our fears and our limiting belief and our false assumptions. Just like the Canadian author of the famous The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari series has said, we generally see and interpret the world through our lenses. You assume that the company you want to apply to will not appreciate your background, therefore you give up beforehand. You assume that the defender was just too good to defeat, so you chose to pass up on the perfect layup that could have tied the game. You assume your parents would disagree with your request to enlist, therefore you choose to run off on your own. These examples show how fear and beliefs took over and led to destined failures. There are three steps to help avoiding and overcoming assumptions at work. The steps are check, ask, and research. Step one, check your beliefs. Assumptions are made on the ground of beliefs instead of facts. Prior to determining if a conclusion is a fact or assumption, it's important to see if your belief were factors in the decision making. One of the most common practices is to write down your conclusion on a paper. Go take a break and come back and analyze the statement and see if the conclusion is actually factual or from a belief perspective. Once you have decided, it's time for step two. Step two is asking questions. Asking questions is the fundamental of overcoming assumptions. By asking means that you are aware that you are in need of finding out more information prior to making a conclusion. Assumption is based on the individual belief. By finding out more relevant information, your belief will reshape as well. Keep in mind, by asking is not enough. Many of us tend to seek answers from someone that we share the same views. Imagine what kind of answers you will get if you only seek consults from people who share your belief. You will not be able to find out more facts, but instead you only strengthen your belief for the assumptions. So to avoid getting caught up with other people's assumptions, step three is crucial. Step three is research for more perspectives. Have you ever heard of the 10th man principle? It is the practice where the group intentionally appoints at least one person out of the group of 10 to serve as the objector. The idea was to ensure that a counter scenario would be proposed to ensure the preparation of all scenarios. The principle ensured that who make decisions will incorporate different perspectives to avoid assumptions which lead to failure. Since this is Halloween week, one of the most convincing examples of the 10th man principle that I can share is in the movie World War Z. In the movie, Israel was one of the last few standing countries remain because when every leader thought everything was under control, the 10th man insisted it was not and therefore prepare for apocalypse beforehand and save millions. 
So if you ever get caught up in confusion, if you're making an assumption that lead to disaster, try to adapt the tenth man principle by thinking the absolute opposite scenario, and that may just open your perspective a bit. For over 15 years, as a life coach and a senior leader in the financial industry, I've seen many individuals succeed at work because their ability to overcome making assumptions. I have also witnessed downfalls of businesses and professionals because claims made through bias and belief. For one to succeed, the individual has to understand the importance of avoiding overcoming making assumptions. Next time. When you are about to make a decision, ask yourself: Did I make the decision based on fact, or did I assume? All right. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. And like usual, thank you once again for listening. And I will see you all next Wednesday on Life Plus Up. Be well and be safe. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, Please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail dot com, or find me on Instagram, or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform, and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts, and fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together. <laughs>